This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The volume. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. A couple lines that I'm looking at tonight for Monday's night action. We've got the Celtics and the Knicks. There's a nine-point spread there. And we have the Bucks and the Bulls who are at nine-and-a-half spread. So those are two lines that I'm looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Jenkins, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November 15th, and we've got a very special Wii U, Wii U, Wii U emergency <laughs> one day early episode to discuss Draymond Chokabitch Green. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's where we at with it. How you feel about that, Jackson? <laughs> That's going to be a no comment from me, my boy. <laughs> New name for the no podcast. <laughs> First of several no comments coming from uh, Draymond Green, stalwart producer Jackson Saffon. Um, but uh, obviously, as always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good one. Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. 
What's up, Bubbas? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Fucking Mike. And that's Jackson Saffon. What? Um, yes, we did. Uh, we did see all of the requests for the emergency episode. Not, I guess, not a full emergency episode, but it's coming, coming out a day earlier because we have to talk about <laughs> Draymond Green getting out a ladder, climbing up that ladder <laughs> in order to put a seven foot one Rudy Gobert in a chokehold and drag him across half of an NBA basketball court. Gentlemen, what was your first reaction on seeing this happen? <laughs> I was, it was one of those things where it was just, I was literally speechless. I was like, holy shit. Like, he really choked this mother. He put this motherfucker in the damn uh, Ted DiBiase million dollar dream on a fucking NBA court. Um, but, you know, the thing is, like, I don't think any of us are that surprised that he actually put hands on Rudy because, you know, that beef has been like festering, you know, for, between those two for years. Um, it started a while back when when Draymond was like taking digs on him on NBA, NBA on TNT. If y'all remember, like they were he was clowning with Chuck <laughs> about Rudy crying during uh, for not being selected for All Star. And then they had another segment like weeks later where they were talking about you know the great defenders in the league and Rudy came up and they tried to compare Rudy to Draymond and Draymond just took like such offense to that. He was like, "Bro, no, we are not the same. Don't ever compare me to that dude." Right. And then and Rudy shot the, back the, the worst thing you could say to an NBA player is yeah. comparing him to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, Draymond did not like that shit one bit. But then Rudy shot back a bit. I, I think a lot of people forgot that when he went on an interview with, with Taylor Rook, shout out to the homie Taylor for, for uh, Bleacher Report. And he was like, you know, I don't care what Draymond says, because every time I see him, he's respectful. That was kind of spicy, a little mild picante there. Right. And then, you know, um, after the, the incident where, where Draymond swung on Jordan Poole, Rudy tweeted out insecurity is always the loud is always loud. Mm -hmm. And then then we had that incident where Rudy swung on Kyle Anderson and Draymond tweeted out insecurity is always loud. Right. So these two have been going back and forth for a minute. And it feels like, you know, when you look at when you look at the scuffle, you know that that Rudy was not gripping up Clay with malicious intent. Right. Mm -mm. He was not trying to hurt Clay. But that didn't matter because Draymond saw his reason, bro. He saw his motherfucking reason, and he literally, literally leaped to the opportunity to put hands on this motherfucker. Like, his feet came off the ground when he jumped at that man <laughs> to choke him out and drag him like 10 feet. So, yeah, so so I'm, I'm not surprised that Draymond, you know, took it there. I'm not surprised that, you know, this this escalation between the, the – this beef between these two escalated to that, but – I mean, I think we're at a point now where the suspension is like the most interesting part of this story because, I mean, even going just back to that playoff series that we had last postseason when when Draymond got suspended a playoff game for stomping on Sabonis, right? Like, Silver and Dumars made it very clear, we are suspending him for a playoff game because this is a re- repeated behavior has factored into our situation here, into our decision here, right? So I'm, I think, bro, the hammer might come down. Like he might get like 15, maybe 20 games now. I think it's going to be a really big suspension. What's interesting, I think, what will add to the suspension too, suspension too, is you talked about him leaping. Like he didn't give a fuck about anything else that was going on in the world in that moment. The time had come for him to put hands on Rudy Gobert, <laughs> and he was so excited about it. And to be clear, that time was with 10 minutes and 30 seconds remaining. The score was zero to zero, bro. (laughs) 
Bro, the score bro. was zero to zero. There wasn't even any sweat <laughs> lubricating his arm around Gobert's neck because they were both still dry because they'd only that, playing basketball for a hundred. That seconds. almost helps. <laughs> that almost helps me res- like respected more. Like, bro, like nigga, you didn't give a fuck about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, anytime any place, like them two, them two niggas was saying that we was talking about in the pot, he really meant that. I don't care where we at, bro. I'm gonna choke you out in front of the fucking world. He went straight to Rudy Gobert. And when you look at the chokehold, bro, he doesn't want to chokehold. He doesn't just want to choke him out. He wants to remove that man's head from his shoulders. That was like the the least. That was he did the minimum that as far as the list of things he wanted to do in that situation. That was the the, the least. You know what I'm saying? Detrimental to Rudy Gobert was I'm going to choke you until you can breathe in front of the entire fucking world. But dog, bro, I just I just that I I was. I wasn't surprised that there was real dislike because as we've talked about it, I don't think there's an NBA player I've ever talked to that actually likes Rudy Gobert. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we keep it in a buck. But like the, 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 the real hate, and you know what I'm saying, and frustration you see on, on, on Draymond's face while he's choking that man out. Like, bro, like, like I said, that was the least detrimental on the list of things. Yeah. He really wanted to remove his head in front of the entire planet, bro. We, um, we, yeah, so I had kind of an out of body experience almost. It was just like, a, I just sort of like couldn't believe what I was seeing because it's like what you see in a, um, it's what you see outside of a bar. Like, you know what I mean? You don't say, like you see, there's a specific kind of NBA fight that you see that's chest bumping, shoulder knocking, maybe a little bit of shoving, but it's like what happened with AD last night. It's like a dude stands into you aggressively and you push him. I don't. Th- I mean, to see someone like he jumped up, put him in a chokehold, and then he was dragging him around the court like five feet. Yeah, he's dragging him around the court like my eight-year-old daughter was dragging the trash that was too heavy out to the trash can today. Like you know what I mean? Like he's dragging him around like he's luggage. By <laughs> like, right his neck, <laughs> like by the man's neck. Dude. You know what I mean? That's like four hundred pounds. Oh, not four hundred. Like two was two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty pounds. He's dragging around. By its neck? Did y'all, did y'all hear that uh, uh, the Rudy quote when he was describing the choke? The choke analysis that Rudy gave? Did y'all hear that? Please, please. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Rudy, okay, Rudy said that, you know, Draymond was trying to put him to sleep, but he said Draymond just wasn't a good choker. Basically, that's the gist of this here. Okay, so this is the quote. He's grabbing me, he's grabbing me, he's grabbing me, but the choke wasn't good enough. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't enough for me to really have to go to sleep, but he tried. He tried really hard. But it wasn't good enough to where I felt like I was really in danger of falling asleep or something like that. He was choking me a long time. And if he knew how to choke, it could have been way worse. (laughs) He tried, though. His intention was to really take me out. And I kept my hands up the whole time just to show the officials that I wasn't trying to escalate the situation. That's wild. Like... I don't know if I don't know like like who's who's the bitch in this situation. Are you the bitch because you're <laughs> because you're saying that you know yeah you choked me but you ain't choked me hard enough or you call it or is Draymond the bitch because he didn't know how to choke Rudy? Like I'm at a, I'm, a, I'm at a crossroads here. He I told Draymond puts it put some energy into it. I'm trying to really live in the live in the moment here. You ain't no real <laughs> choker. I I do believe Draymond. I do believe you know Rudy in this situation because he did look rather comfortable with yeah. his hands up. You know, yeah. he didn't look like, because I mean, dude, if you're about to get choked out and you can't breathe, bro, you know, you tapping like, bro, like somebody get this man the fuck up off me. He was, he was t- speaking to, he spoke to her what he was really doing. Like, yo, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you feel me? Crazy. 
Um, my, my favorite thing about that was when when Draymond was choking Rudy and Cat came behind Draymond and tried to choke Draymond and Draymond tucked his chin. I was like, bro, that is a professional right here. I was like, he is not new to this. He is shooters. I legit, I legit had to Google to see if this man was a younger brother. Because I was like, that's my move, bro. Protect yourself at all times. <laughs> I was like, I know the whole chin tuck. <laughs> like, like, that is one of my go-tos. And he is, a, Draymond is a younger brother. He has an older brother and an and a older sister. So, you know, he's been doing it, bro, like a he lifetime of trainer right there. Yeah. Tyler said the good fellas are not getting that garrote around my neck. <laughs> Clumsy motherfuckers. Uh... I, this is the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object of like these two dudes' personalities. We just talked about it. You talk to any NBA player off the record, and I, I'm not, I don't I don't say this to be mean or anything, but like there's no one. It, it, Rudy Gobert is not a liked guy, and so of mm-hmm. course it is exactly Draymond's personality that he goes too far with the guy that nobody likes <laughs> and could turn him into a sympathetic figure. And of course, Rudy Gobert is so obnoxious that he cannot turn a legitimate moment of sympathy that people might have felt for him into sympathy. He has to be even more obnoxious in response to Draymond by saying, I didn't even really believe his heart was in choking me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to feel my windpipes touch each other from either side for me to really get off. <laughs> I have been choked by a better choker, sir. <laughs> you, sir, are no choker. The windpipes touching each other is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, um, you know, shout out to, to Draymond. He squeezed the Gogurt. You know, he made sure he got every last drop out of the tube of Gogurt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. hope it was worth it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see. We uh, so we it, there's always the delicate balance in pod media of like we wanted to get something up that is fast enough to still be like relevant to people who want to hear us make jokes about uh, Rudy Gobert getting choked out, but that we are hoping to catch the suspension news. And I don't know. I, I think I agree with you. Double digit game suspension. Yeah. Um, it'll be really. It'll it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting to see because I, I there's a lot of numbers in play that are kind of crazy numbers but that I think are realistic. Jackson, Would you, you have like anything me to add? go through the Wikipedia article about who's been suspended for ten games or more? I've been tell you. Yeah, actually, that, yes. That uh, all of these are like like felonies. So like I'm excluding. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're about to just read a bunch of excluding those. Excluding those. About like fights on on the court. Okay. Okay. Ten games. Uh, J.R. Smith and Nate Robinson got in a fight, uh, a brawl, as Wikipedia and describes was, it. Uh, yeah, that was one of the worst. Right. They each there. got 10 <laughs> games. Also, who got 10 games? Vernon Maxwell in 95 for entering the stands and punching a fan. That, that fan deserved it from what Vernon 11 said. games. Dennis Rodman kicked a cameraman in the groin courtside. Yikes. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Other... I that 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 Dennis Rodman kick on the cameraman is so hilarious because at first the cameraman was just like shocked like this motherfucker really kicked me and then he realized holy shit it's payday time and then he like <laughs> went over him oh right right yeah. leaned all the way yeah. in. and if you go up to 15 games you have Carmelo Anthony for uh punching Marty Collins in the face you have Jermaine O'Neal it was originally gonna be 25 for the uh you know Malice, Malice. the Palace uh and that's basically where it ends there's like some other longer suspensions uh kermit washington in 1977 was suspended 26 games for punching rudy tomjanovich rudy tomjanovich was quite injured because of that i don't think it'll be 20 
He yeah. almost killed him. And then there are also some yeah. some slightly uh, some under ten game ones like Bobby Portis was eight games for punching Miritich in practice. So it's a little bit unclear. We'll see how they wait. Punch versus choke versus prior fence, not yeah. prior fence. Choke is nowhere near a punch, but I think like right. what Tyler was talking about because of his his his, his, you know, his yes. record in NBA, his history. Yeah, it's just like they're gonna throw that put the hammer down. But uh, um, all right, another what, uh, what, what happened with uh. Vernon Maxwell, did he call him out of his name or was he no, talking about his child he, yeah. or something? Like Vernon Maxwell, yeah. Vernon Maxwell had a stillborn daughter and he said that fan said some yeah. disrespectful shit about that. So. Yeah, yeah. So fuck that nigga. Yeah, he's supposed to beat the shit out of homie. Yeah. yeah. Utah fans, yeah, he, bro. He should yep. get uh instead of uh instead of getting suspended, he should have got to play extra games. Wait, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense. I don't know. Whatever. He should have got a bonus. He should have got a bonus. Yeah, there we go. Don't 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 wish more work on him. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait a minute. That's I've never known an NBA player who was like, make it ninety games. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just getting warmed up at seventy-five games here. Um, all right, let's talk about. Uh, you know, we mentioned Draymond and Rudy Gobert both uh, acting very much as who they are. Another entity acting very much as who they are: the Los Angeles Clippers last night, who are still winless with James Harden on the roster and who had a potential game-changing bucket late in the game and in a wedgie <laughs> from Paul George put up the shot. And I, I think Tyler was the one who tweeted it out, but it was like the, the slow zoom in on the ball stuck between the rim and the backboard of what should have been your game-winning three-pointer was just such a perfect Clippers moment that there's no other way to describe it. Bro, like I said, they need to put that that emotional family matters moment music over that zoom in that shit was like like of course you know you see wedgies happen all the time but I, I don't think i've ever seen a wedgie happen on like a shot you know with fucking five ten seconds left in the fourth quarter that can decide that the you know the outcome of that game but only the fucking clippers dude only the clippers. i think we I talk a lot about our family lives our personal lives every part of our lives on this podcast we talk about what makes us angry sure. what makes us happy i'm not sure if there's anything in the world that might, maybe aside from his immediate family that mike gets more enjoyment out of than making fun of the clippers on this podcast <laughs> let's move on to the next topic did you hear what lou williams said about the clippers in the bubble <laughs> <laughs> Lou Will said that the Clippers famously were up 3-1 in the bubble, blew the lead. Lou Will said, and I quote, we started to hear the rumblings that nobody is going to respect this chip. So we kind of just took our foot off the gas. <laughs> dog, dog, what are we doing here? Look, look, I want to say, you know, I fuck with Lou Will. Um, I think he's a solid dude. I always loved mm -hmm. this game. I thought his game was beautiful. But he on bullshit right here. And like like and it's 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 two possible outcomes here. He's either lying or that's really how they felt. You know what I mean? But either way, they blew a 3-1 lead. You know, um maybe they did realize that, you know, that the, they ain't have shit for the nuggets during that fucking comeback. I can't imagine how, you know, that's just the whole sentiment for three fucking L straight L's that you take. But mm -hmm. but you know, if you're if, if if that's the case, then that's fucking pathetic. That's not a competitor. You know this. This is the fucking playoffs, bro. You know you're up three one in the playoffs. Like giving up. It's not a fucking you know game in Charlotte in February. Like I don't get mailing it in there. And if you're lying here, which I do think he is, 
Like, I just, I just want NBA players to make up their minds on if the the opinions of NBA fans count or not, right? Because you can't have you can't have it both ways like Lou was trying to do here. Like, NBA players tell us all the time, you know, we don't give a shit about what y'all dweebs think about us. You can't hit a left-hand layup. But then you got Lou Williams, like, all hell, our one-handed layup overlords. They're who we do this basketball <laughs> shit for, right? So I just need some clarity here. If you're going to lie to us, at least be consistent with the lies, bro. Like, that's that's just where I'm at. Either way, Will was, Lou Will was on bullshit. He said some other things about they didn't want to be there and stuff like that, which respect all that for sure. You can can respect that. that. This was unnecessary. Like he just added this. It's blatantly a fucking lie. You know what I mean? It was just unnecessary. That was weird about me. Like why, why, why say that? The other things sufficed. We get that. You feel me? And I just can't imagine, like Tyler was saying, them thinking of the entire league talking about how none of the fans are going to respect the championship, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the entire league, the, the grumblings from the NBA players talking about the fans aren't going to respect this one. They're going to be on Twitter talking down about this. This is the Mickey Mouse, you know, saying championship. No, I can't imagine that at all. It's just such clear bullshit. It's such obvious bullshit. But yeah, the other things I get. But come on, man. That's just ridiculous. And well, like you said, I love Lou Will. Oh, solid, yeah, absolutely. You know, solid course, dude, but that, that yeah. Of course. But he also said uh, later in the interview something about, you know, like by the time you start getting to day 70, you know, of being in the bubble, it was really hard. And my my friend, actually, my friend Ryan pointed out, he's like, Lou Will was in the bubble for 57 days. Like the problem was it was like so <sighs> exhausting to them to be in the bubble that they like kind of lost their minds, it seems like a little bit, you know? Did, but did, I, didn't, didn't Lou Will, wasn't, so, there like, wasn't there like a strip club chicken wing scandal? Strip, yeah, 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 that got, was right before. That was right before, before, right? It, no, yeah, he had to come in kind of later, out? didn't he? I thought he snuck out of the no, bubble. I, I, thought I, thought he dipped out. I thought it was before. No, I thought he dipped out and Jack Harlow fucked up and posted a pic on his Instagram. And posted it on Instagram, yeah. like, yeah, on his live or something. Yeah, yeah but I thought that was right before. No, and so he had to come say later was, or like something. a hybrid. It yeah. was like when they were like, they had to do like a two-week like period where, where, they, were, the where they had to like period. get prepped for the, for the games to start but still be in the bubble and like do all that. And then during that time, he stuck out, I think. I just appreciate this as a Lakers fan. I appreciate this quote so much because number one, you know, like, of course, like I pretend that I'm not slightly annoyed by people doing the Mickey Mouse championship thing for the Lakers, but like, of course it's like slightly annoying. And I love it because quotes like this make the Lakers championship like feel even so much more legitimate. That's just like, Oh, this is how some people were feeling about <laughs> like playing in the NBA playoffs. Sweet. Like, that's just yeah. fine with me. And then I'm second, just, it's going. an insane quote. It is an insane quote. And I ha- I do have good friends who are Clippers fans. They've never, like, we made the joke. They had that epic collapse. And again, it was losing in seven games in the Western Conference semifinals is the best finish in NBA history. I said that on the pod at the time. Like, they're upset. But like that's the furthest you've ever made it. You've never made it past Game Seven of the Western Conference Semifinals. <laughs> so the funniest collapse of that year is the best case scenario for the Los Angeles Clippers. And these fans have lived with that for their entire time as Clippers fans. And then here comes a dude who says, "Yeah, we were really. I mean, and they were really positioned. I thought they were going to win. They were positioned to win it. And you know, someone put up this a screenshot of them up by seven in the first quarter of, of game five, up 3-1 in the Until series. Marcus Morris pissed off Paul Millsap and everything went to hell yeah. after that. Bro. But someone just, scre- <laughs> someone just posted the screenshot of them going in the, hubble, uh, the huddle and, it, and with just the quote, hold on, guys, I'm starting to hear the rumblings that nobody's going to respect <laughs> this chip. We should just kind of take our feet off the gas. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, and they I, were particular. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm just not buying that Lou Will was looking on his phone at a tweet from 
Nick Collison, the GOAT, 69-69, and looking the up from his... man with two, <laughs> two girlfriends. Right? And, and, you know what and, I mean? Like, and, and looking up from his phone somberly and passing it to Kawhi, like, did you read this? They're calling it a Mickey Mouse ring. We, 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 have, to, we have to abandon ship. I'm not buying that Abort. Shit, Abort. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? What the fuck? That's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Um, did you, have you guys heard the news about the University of Arizona? They no, this they did some shit where they're like fucking two hundred fifty million in debt or some shit, right? Like they uh, it turns out they uh, they uncovered they're doing they're probably just you know going through a standard audit getting towards the end of the year and they uncovered that their financial projections uh, were off by a smooth two hundred forty million dollars, um, and so they are now looking at cuts as drastic as completely eliminating their athletic department. Um, because they have to, they're a public university. You can't just like borrow money and keep shit pushing. Like they got to find a quarter of a billion dollars. And I just want to say, this happen? how did this happen? Did they t- speak to how this happened? No, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that we will eventually, like if they do end up having to cut all of their sports programs, I'm sure that we will eventually get enough reporting to get a, like a name or whatever. But I just have to say, um, what a perfect university for this to happen to. And like, God bless, you know, Wildcats fans, but like Arizona state gets a rap as like the dumb college. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's the university of Arizona. It's always been the university of Arizona. And I can't believe like someone's just punching in numbers on a calculator and misses by a quarter billion dollars. <laughs> and then they have to come out and say, yeah, we might not be able to have a college anymore. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does that happen, dog? <laughs> yeah, we might not be able to have a college. Yeah, this whole college thing we got going, uh, might have to put this on hold for a while, y'all. <laughs> That's crazy. What? Shutting what down the whole athletic number? department is wild. Like, you know, we're we're old enough to remember when Arizona basketball was a powerhouse, like in the Lute Olsen right. days. Like, that's insane, bro. What if the numbers you're dealing with were $250 million difference isn't alarming as fuck to everybody who looks at it? You know what I mean? Like, what type of numbers are you dealing with to, that, does, that makes sense to like, oh, that's a, you know, where people are just looking past that? I mean, because like had, I do, I had, do, I do financial projections for like when Shar and I are going to retire and stuff like that, right? And I, I understand yeah. you make a difference, like oh, we're assuming seven and a half percent market growth, for, you know, year over year. Two hundred and fifty, but really it's six percent, right? But right, like right. you can't misplace a. There's no world where you can misplace a quarter of a billion dollars, bro. Like if you typed it in and you put a wrong number, like you're going to see that ending number and be like, oh no, where you know where where did I go wrong? And you feel me, <laughs> right? But everybody just like, okay, until the end of the year when somebody's auditing and it's like, oh, like, you know, what happened? It's ridiculous. What happened here? Oh, you ordered too much toner? We're off by right, a quarter right. billion dollars. <laughs> right. we're, we're, oh, we accidentally signed to Shohei Otani. I was about you to say, make the joke. they misplaced Giannis's five-year contract somehow. Like, how'd they do that? <laughs> Crazy. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I want to talk about, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Draymond and uh, Rudy. This is just a, a real business standy week, guys. You know, we've got the uh, some some real competition here for business standard of the week on the podcast. <laughs> I think that term is going to come and go really fast. I hope so. Everybody's everybody's yeah. tapped. Like, dude, you see the it's college coach that was like, we stood on business. I'm like, all right. I was about to, I mean, I think it's Drewski, like, Drewski hasn't had made a jump the shark, man. He he exposed yeah. it to the masses. It used to be just for us, <laughs> but now yeah, it's, now it's yeah, commercial. Yeah. We're going to have to take shelter in ten toes down. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're going to start seeing people. They never took that from us. They never took that from us. So we could, we could, you know what I'm saying? We can yeah, lean on that for sure. We're going to start seeing white ants uh, standing on business that they got their name misspelled on the Starbucks cup like very quickly. <laughs> like that's uh, those TikToks are coming. <laughs> I stood on business it's with, with a Y. It's Riley E-Y, not E-I-G-H. <laughs> Uh, but we had a, a, a business standing moment in the United States Senate. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but between U.S. Senator Marquane Mullen, a uh, former uh, uh, college wrestler and uh, MMA fighter, and uh, Sean O'Brien, the president of the Teamsters, who had tweeted that, Mar- that Senator Mullen was a clown 
uh, and that he would deal with him anytime, any place. To which Senator Mullen, United States Senator Mullen, said at a hearing, at a Senate hearing, this is a time, this is a place. I'll stand up right now. I'll stand up right now. <laughs> and then they proceeded to <laughs> white guy bark at each other. We got cowboy. We got big guy. You know, we got all the most <laughs> all the dangerous <laughs> slurs being thrown around until voice of reason, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> You're a United States senator. <laughs> You're a United States Man, senator. Man, shut the fuck up and let these niggas scrap, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You feel me? I, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if, if we're in the fall of the Roman empire, at least give us good material. You know what I mean? Like I appreciated, uh, at least we got some, at least we got some funny shit out of, uh, our, (laughs) out of Congress, not knowing how to function. God bless. You you gotta just let them squabble right there, bro. Like, you know, I I think, I think, (laughs) I think we need more of that in fucking Congress. We need more people moving with the possibility of knowing that if you talk too crazy, you can get hands put on you. I think, I think shit would get, um, you know, a little more copacetic over there with that, you know, being a a very real reality, a possibility. A lot of people were talking about the, uh, the team today. He's going crack old boy, but I know a wrestling neck when I see one, bro. You feel me? They they, they said that dude was an MMAer. And I didn't even need to hear the MMA part, bro, because wrestlers will beat the dog shit out of you, bro. Because once they once they put their hands on you, it is over. Yes. Everybody can try to throw a punch. Nobody like them niggas can attack you off their back, bro. Like it's bro, it's just not it, dog. So I, I think he would have folded that motherfucker up like a pretzel. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No fucking oh. way. You think oh, that the president bro, of the Teamsters would have gotten bro, folded have you seen, in the United have States you, Senate, bro? Have you bro, bro, have you ever fucked with a wrestler in your life, bro? Have you ever like one time, bro? Like nigga, I'm telling you. I I, I think I've told a story where I got fucking Nigga, I had to, I, I felt like Rudy Gobert. I had to tap out, nigga. This guy is the president of, of Blue Collar America, and his Twitter bio is- I don't give is- a single fuck, Mike. <laughs> I'm telling you, this thick-neck country motherfucker would Did you see the neck on the president up, of the bro, Teamsters? And he would have had that motherfucking <laughs> neck wrapped up like a python, bro. Them windpipes would have been touching. Teamsters to have never you, lost a fight in this country. Bro, it's going to lose this one. No. You feel me? I'm no. trying to- t- Hey, my- no. ne- Hey, we ain't talking about what? Political positioning. I'm talking about fucking are you, hands are not, Okay, hands. okay. Do you Are you Look, familiar with the Teamsters? With the, I told I told you like I, I this, aren't they connected with the mob and all that shit we like the we most today. famous unsolved murder in America Jimmy Hoffa was like because he, he crossed the Teamsters you know what I mean okay cool cool <laughs> nigga might have got cooked after this but in that fight in that motherfucking room bro he would have folded that big motherfucker up. maybe there's repercussions for that I'm gonna bet on I'm gonna bet on Sean O'Brien president of the American Lunkheads whose Twitter at is Teamster sob and whose first <laughs> the first sentence of his Twitter bio is fighting for workers is a full contact sport. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'm not betting against the president of the Teamsters. Bro, no, that's wrestlers, cool and all. Wrestlers are different. Yeah. Wrestlers, are, wrestlers are dudes who I would want no problems with because Period. wrestlers understand better than like any type of fighter that you got to take some to give some, right? A wrestler and how gonna, to use yeah. your body against yes. you. A, a wrestler, you know I mean? a wrestler is going to rush you fully knowing he's probably getting you know a couple of your best shots to his face before he, he grabs you but if he gets one of those legs up in the air <laughs> it's lights out for you dog it's going you you in for a long night if he touches your body you're cooked bro he get his hands on you you're fucking cooked i'm trying to tell you them wrestlers different niggas talk about boxers bro bro i'm telling in a, in a street fight 
Nigga, I'm, hey, wrestlers are not normal, bro. Yeah, box, seen an, us, boxes go, are go, scary go. in how they can evade any type of contact, right? right. Like, you might not even get land a clean shot on a professional, on an on a, right, on right. amateur boxer. But like I said, a wrestler understands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I know I'm going to get, you know, take some licks, but you're going to get it way worse than me, buddy. And that's a trade I'm willing and, to make. And in their sport, they're trying to move a, a human that doesn't want to be moved, bro. Like, that's what they're doing, using their body against it. It's a, it's a particular art to it that mimics street fighting more than any other sport other than MMA, obviously. But, bro, it's just, I'm trying to tell you, bro, you don't want it. I, I saw a wrestler. You're talking, about, you're talking about a Republican senator who takes pictures with his guns to look tough <laughs> versus a guy who, and I, I quote, Grew up in Medford, Massachusetts in a Teamsters family. His father, grandfather, and great-grandfather were all presidents of the local 25 Boston truck drivers chapter. And please keep in mind, you're talking about a fair fight in a sport between two human beings. The Teamster had 60 Teamsters behind him at the fucking hearing. There would not, have been, cool. a, there would not have been two about pieces one -on -one, right? of that Senate left one -on -one. connected to we each other, We ain't talking bro. about the mob taking my man's head I'm off I'm talking about what would have happened fight. in the Senate chambers, and it would I'm not have been about, 60 Teamsters watching the about, president fight a U.S. It, senator, bro. If it was one-on-one, -on -one, <laughs> what we've been discussing right now is I'm not discussing that. I'm talking about what would have happened on Tuesday. Okay. If he got jumped, yes, and he would have need them niggas. And I'm not the person to take up for a Republican Oklahoma senator, <laughs> nigga. I'm just saying. I'm talking in reality here, bro. Them wrestlers are nobody to play with. I'm telling you, bro. All right. Uh, before we get and out of here. Like I said, I put my hands on a wrestler before on some joking shit. Me and my homie was wrestling on some play shit. The, I had him in a headlock. The man, before I knew it, I was not breathing. I just, I just don't know how I got there. He had me in a particular position where my it, it felt like my, my belly button was touching my chin and I could not breathe, bro. I'm and not taking anything away from wrestlers or MF. I'm not taking any. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with any point that you're making. My only point, and I feel like we had a similar. Is he would have got about, jumped about, about about? Well, no. I the feel like I, I, a, I have the same argument about Stephen Adams. It's like I just think that there's other things out there, and I believe that the uh, uh, fourth generation president of the American Teamsters is a dude that is very prepared to in a full suit absolutely choke a dude until he taps out on a contract <laughs> i be i believe he's a tough guy <laughs> i believe the other guy is tough too as a wrestler it's a very difficult sport and he actually is trained to do what you're saying the teamster might be able to do you feel what i'm saying all right uh before we get out of here uh it is wednesday uh we do our hippity hop segment every uh every week and tyler uh, i hope you're okay with me putting this as a hippity hop segment but we have finally the long-awaited after 17 years a new andre 3000 album and he is choosing to do a chris crack cover album <laughs> <laughs> them titles are insane dog <laughs> That's that, that purr like oh, oh that purr no we gotta read them motherfucking titles dog uh, is it really uh, uh, is is it really you haven't seen the title shot like what genre is it oh no I've seen I'm not bro this is Tyler and the answer to your question John is coming in the title of the first song okay 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 I'm getting them up right now I should get them up hold on 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 are we ready? Hold on. There's so many jokes about it. It's hard to find the. It's hard to find the actual track listing. Andre track list. We gonna cut all this shit out, right? No. <laughs> I have found it. Like, okay, go okay. Ahead. The, 
The album is okay, called okay. New Blue Sun. The first track is I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. The oh, album wow. is an eight track so album of him album, playing man. the flute. Oh, wow. Can we, yeah, can we get title number two, please? Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, start from the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, 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 title number one on the 103,000 album. I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. Track number two. The slang word pussy rolls off the tongue with far better ease than the proper word vagina. Do you agree? Points were made. Points were made there. <laughs> Number three. This is the wildest one to be, dog. That night in Hawaii, when I turned into a panther and started making these low register purring tones that I couldn't control, dot, 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 shit was wild. <laughs> Number four. Bipolar disorders daughter wears a 3,000 button down embroidered. Number five. 1993 till infinity and beyonce i'm intrigued by how that sounds because if he's incorporating like some souls of mischief beyonce shit on that shit that might be a bop we'll see um six gandhi dalai lama your lord and savior jc slash bundy jeffrey dahmer and john wayne gacy so a little you know fucking juxtaposition page 37 of, of the youtube yeah, search yeah song right? title right there for sure and then there's no track number seven ants to you gods to who and then the final track is Dreams Once Buried Beneath the Dungeon Floor Slowly Sprout Into Undying Gardens. That's a beautiful fucking title right there. I think the second song, the second to last song too is, it sounds like an Andre 2000 song. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The other shit is, I mean, bro, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this straight, is going to be horrible. It, it is straight flute, nothing else. There, there's no bass line. There's no, there's no background instruments. It is going to be straight doodle Bro. Straight fucking flute. I don't, Mike. I know how, how, how. I know you. I know you know Outkast and you fuck with him. But I mean, being country niggas, like Andre Three Thousand was one of the coolest motherfuckers on the right. planet, bro. I did not you have the. Me? He did not have the emotional significance to it. Like I was a, like bombs over Baghdad's a great song. Outkast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, bro, I'm talking about just like cool, bro. Like I, I've, and this niggas made a flute album. <laughs> like nigga, I, I, I don't, I. My brain can't fathom that. I can't understand how he got here. And he then did the have title. a quote about playing the and flute I, that actually made me intrigued to listen to the album, which was that, and I, I don't recall, and also I'm not allowed to say all of the words in the quote, but he was essentially saying that the flute allows you to say whatever you want to say. Oh yeah, if you want to call someone a, a, a pussy ass, the flute can do that. And if you want to say, <laughs> no, find this can't. woman attractive, it no, can't. No, it can't do that, bro. And I, and I, bro, I, I've been playing Kenny G Miracles with him and his clarinet and this motherfucker every Christmas. I'm not anti woodwind. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> but my guy, you are Andre 3000. You feel me? Like, this is not what we want. We, we paid for this album. This is not, hey, I'm going to listen. But I'm going to listen, understanding that the potential of bad it has is astronomical. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It might be the worst that I've ever heard in my life. I hope <laughs> not. We'll see, though. Yeah, I think um, I think approaching this with anything more than just, like, curiosity, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how anyone can get excited for a straight-up flute album, bro. Like, 
that's it just flute dog ain't gonna be no motherfucking bass guitar no goddamn cello no violins just flute that's are there actual what is it a flutist is there actual people that play the fruit flute professionally flutists are they dropping flautists thank you mike are they dropping flautist albums (laughs) are flautists dropping all flute albums you know uh, what I mean? No, there's like, there, there's accompaniment and stuff. We actually, uh, right. uh, one of one of our good friends is a professional flautist. She's been the flute player in the score of like basically half of the popular movies that you've seen in the last like ten years. And she would, she, like, she does recitals because she she also teaches, so she'll do at the college. Like, she's playing the flute, but there's like accompaniment, and she just does right. like so the melody, and then she'll do like a solo. You know what I mean? It would never. She would never imagine that people would want to just listen to her play the flute for a half hour. <laughs> That's a, uh, I just can't. Yeah, this is what, really, what what this instruments is, would you want to just hear that inch? Maybe the baritone maybe, sax. I could listen yeah, to maybe the sax, the sax, the sax. I mean, violin, that, that has, a straight violin album would probably be beautiful as fuck. From the, the, a real the, violin. The sax, maybe it's almost a voice. You know what I'm saying yeah. with this range. Like a, a, a flute doesn't have those layers. You feel me? Like that's what you uh, think. We'll see. We'll see. Wow. That is crazy. I'm so glad. This is John always wants to be prepped for the show, and it's just so much better when you don't know. Because like that's all the internet talked about Certain yesterday. Things was are this better. Album. Other things I like I probably have should have known about it prior. I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that we got to break the news to you that there's a new Andre three thousand album. I knew there was an album. I just did And shout out to the this. influence of Chris Crack on this on the sock time. Yeah. But but on on a serious note, you know, I'm happy that Andre three thousand is doing what he wants. He's been in this rap shit for thirty fucking years. It's good to see, you know, that the elder statesmen of the art, the OGs, just doing what they want to do. Just doing what brings them joy. On a serious note, we might not fuck with it. It might be the worst shit we ever heard, but good for him. You know? For me, it's like, do you need to make this album? <laughs> like, just play it at he home. Does. He just does. Play the flute. But he feels like he does. And, you know, God bless. You know, to, to, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it for sure out of curiosity. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get some, he'll get some, some money through the iTunes plays that I have. But, you know, I also I, love that Big Boy tweeted it, you know, and was just like, that, I mean, that's true brotherhood right yeah. there. He just tweeted, new album, Andre bro. 3000 album, 1117. <laughs> bro, look. If y'all if y'all dropped the if y'all were uh, dropped a, a a flute album, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he just said it's dropping. He didn't say it's gonna be fire. <laughs> he said it's dropping and he went about his business, you know. I mean? All right, but that's yeah. all the time we got for today. We'll be back on Saturday with a very special mailbag episode. Uh thanks as always for listening. I hope the rest of your week goes good and we'll see y'all soon. Bye. 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 The volume. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 